Hello, everybody. What's up? It's the Manic Candace Podcast. Welcome back for season two, episode two. It is fucking Super Bowl Sunday. I could care fucking less, but you guys care, and I'm so happy for you, and I love that for you. Isn't it so passive aggressive when people say, oh, I love that for you. I, I love that for you. I just, I, I don't know when that became a thing. I think it was a TikTok comment thing that where it started, but I just, someone said, oh, I love that for you in response to something I said. And I was just like, no, no, I, I, I don't like that. So today we are going to talk about what it's really like to be an only child. Now, why do you give a fuck? Well, it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's a lifestyle that no one really likes to expose because as an only child, I understand why you wouldn't want to expose this lifestyle. It's because it's fucking awesome. And you wouldn't want anyone to know how awesome it is because they would want to like ruin it for you. I mean, to be honest, like I'm going to tell you a lot of things that go beyond just being spoiled we get certain privileges we get certain accesses we have more power in the family than we realize just because we're an only child it's weird so i'll go through it um starting off first of all i just want to say happy valentine's day (laughs) it's by the time you hear this hopefully you'll be with your lover and if you're alone hey i'm here with you so it's all good. Valentine's Day. Remember when it was fun? We used to give Valentine's Day cards and write each other's names. And we got a list of everyone's names. So we wrote everyone's first and last names on a Valentine's Day card. And a box would come with 48. Which cartoon did you have? I had like Minnie Mouse one year. I had the Disney Princesses mixed box one year. I had Hello Kitty one year and it came with suckers. That was probably the best one. And I think after the Hello Kitty, I stopped passing out Valentine's Day cards. Do they still do that in school? I have to find out. I have little cousins that are 10 and some 9, about to be 10. I'm going to ask them if they pass out Valentine's Day cards. They're a good leverage of when they cut off. But anyways, that doesn't matter right now on the podcast. I missed you guys. My microphone broke, but then I realized... I wasn't even using the microphone the whole time. I was just using my phone. So I'm just like, oh, whatever. So the show must go on. Um, so it's the only child episode. So hi, my name's Candace. We all know that. But um, I was born in 95, which makes me 26. We all know this. And I just want to confess that I read my mother's diary when I was still in our, living in our first house. So this was pre-2008. Um, so back then, my mom, she kept her diary. Well, no, 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 no. She, my grandmother had storage, and my grandma was like, I'm going to empty the storage. I found stuff for you, your stuff. And then my mom was like, oh, okay. So, like, she brought back her diary, and I read her diary. So basically... If I, she like, she was 22 when she had me and she was writing in her diary that she was pregnant and how she's scared and that she just found out 
and that she told my dad what happened and that he's supportive and yada yada. We all know that's a lie. (laughs) And um, so basically there was a naked picture of my dad in her diary and there was a note saying, um, if it's a girl, I'm going to name her Candace. If it's a boy, I'm going to name him Christian. So I was just like, oh, okay, that's nice. So at that moment, I felt this envy of a kid that wasn't even born yet. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Fast forward, I have my precious Christian in my life. I love him so much. And my mother and I took care of him. So he was like her son for a good couple years. That's a whole nother story. Don't do fucking heroin. That's all I have to fucking say. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to get all like violent. I'm trying this new thing where I like want to, I don't, I don't want to reveal it because that's, that's, that defeats the whole purpose. Just, just know I'm doing a thing. Trying it out. And I have role models. So like, they're not good role models. They're probably the worst. Anyways, free Joe Rogan. Leave Joe Rogan alone. Leave Joe Rogan alone. Seriously. Sorry. It's Super Bowl Sunday. (laughs) So yes, I have my precious Christian. But when I read my mother's diary at that moment, I knew that if my mother had another baby, everything would be over. I would have no more room to myself. I wouldn't have a TV in my room. I wouldn't have trips to the mall trips to Caraba's restaurant, to, trips to any restaurant that I wanted. I wouldn't have any cell phone that I wanted. I wouldn't have anything that I wanted. My mother got me anything that I wanted. I was more expensive as a child than I am as an adult. And let me tell you, when you're an only child, the money doesn't stop. The money goes on until after your parent passes away. That's how insane it is. But at this, the caveat is... You're expected to do the same either for your child, if you have children, or for your entire family. And it's a, it's an expectation that's not said, but is like the body language is there. Like if you were to read the white elephant in the room, it's like I'm the oldest grandchild. I should be providing. I'm 26. You can turn 27. Like I should be providing for things. Um... And it's a hard pressure because when my mom was this age, she was providing for a lot of things. But granted, a lot of things were cheaper back then. I mean, she bought a Ford Explorer for like less than 30000 Just to kind of give you an idea of where things were at. They were giving out houses to people zeroed down with like 580 credit score. Like, let's be real. You know, it was a wild time back then. It was a wild, wild time. No wonder why it just all fell. And I look around at things today and it just looks so familiar, doesn't it? So I'm just waiting for things to fall, 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 fall down. And then I'll buy a house. But I digress. So I knew at that moment I have to prevent everything that will make her pregnant, which meant men. So any, like potential lover my mother like brought home to meet me and if they met me it was serious I've only met like three of them 
And then, like, the fourth one was... No, I meant, like, maybe, like, five. See, I meant three that were serious. The other ones were just, like, friends with benefits. Now that I'm older and I understand. Um, <laughs> sorry, just reminiscing on my mom's ex-boyfriend is really funny. I just have so many memories of me walking in on them. I remember one time I walked in on my mom walking home from school in elementary school and I remember one time my friend Brittany spent the night and we heard my mom and her boyfriend having sex like in the morning of when he was supposed to fly home to California I'm like why was he flying home he should have just drove All he, he lives in Laguna Beach we're in Phoenix like calm the fuck down anyways um so any boyfriend was a potential threat to my livelihood to be honest I could not let anybody threaten my livelihood. If a man entered my life, she could get pregnant. And if she got pregnant, then the money would stop being spent on me and being spent on the baby. And I would no longer be special. Because God forbid she gets with a white man and there's another mixed baby. Now I have to compete with another mixed baby. Do you know how it feels to be a mixed child? It feels fucking great. You're like put on a pedestal as like the prettiest, even though if you're not really that pretty, like you're automatically the prettiest. Like even if you're fat or like awkwardly tall or whatever, it didn't matter what stage of awkwardness of like puberty I was in, formation I was in, like someone considered me cute, whether it was a group of grandmas or like just the different groups of people. Now it's like people my age and people that I like, which I'm very thankful for. I just had to say that, didn't I? I'm such a Leo. It, I'm truly trying to work on that bullshit that I talk about. Like, what I just did right there. Like, that's so automatic for me to talk about myself. Like, I just hate it. I know you guys hate it, too. So, I'm working on it. Just know, just know, just know. So, basically, any man she brought home, I hated him, no matter what. I didn't even care if he was nice, if he was easygoing. I mean, most of them were losers, anyway. I don't know what she was doing. Um... It's okay, mom. Um, But basically, I hated all of them. And because of that, she was single, like, basically my whole childhood from my dad to, like, 18, 17. She was single. Like, she couldn't wait to get in a relationship when I was about to get out out of the house to go to school. I mean, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. She did get married when I was in school. So I do believe I was a huge part of a hindrance of why she didn't get married. And I take full responsibility of that. And, you know, no matter how I feel about her husband or her ex-husband or her boyfriend or whatever it is, I have no right to judge my mother's romantic relationship because one, I am the child. And two, it's none of my goddamn business. It's my mother. See, one thing about me and my mother is we are very, 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 very intimately involved in each other's personal information as far as our health status, our financial status, our finances, our transactions, our daily transactions, our balances, our daily hourly balances. We transfer money like almost every day. Like it's it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like, I don't think I, I don't I don't realize that I live a privileged life. Like I live such a privileged life and I'm only one generation removed from living on the reservation and I just thank God 
I, I pray gratefulness over that all the time because it's just like, it's crazy. My mother grew up in dirt and outhouses and butchering animals for food and no access to clean running water, no electricity, no f- Imagine every time you had to go to the bathroom, you had to go outside and shit in a hole. What if there's no men around? Then you have to watch your mom build a hole for you guys to shit in? Like, it's just, it's, it gets deep. I don't even want to talk about that shit because it doesn't even deserve to be dissected. To the, this point, natives are like less than 1% of the population. We don't need to dissect and do this whole social justice warrior. Just let us die out in peace. We've accepted it. Anyways, I didn't mean to get that deep. Sorry to be a party pooper, but I like to fill out the episode with some substance. It's only been 13 minutes. Oh, God. Plus, I can talk a lot of shit. We all know that. So let's get back to that um, second point. I'm trying to, like, go in order. So first, I knew that if another baby came in the picture, that'd be a problem. I knew that, oh, and second, I knew that to in order for a baby to happen, a man had to come in the picture. So I had to prevent a man coming into the picture ultimately. So if there was no man, there was no baby. And thus, I rem- would remain the only child. And thus, the only beneficiary to my mother's estate. So, yeah. I'm not trying to split that with anybody. Granted, I believe, I know, she has it split with my aunt. I think my aunt gets more than me, but that's totally fine. I totally get it. I totally get it. But at the same time, it's just been me and her. You know what I mean? But for as far as utility reasons... The, the person that I think most is where it's going to, I think that they definitely deserve it more. All I know is that my I can't have access to it. She already told me. Anyway, we're getting too personal. <laughs> so, mom, if you're listening, one, you got caught if you get mad at me that you're listening to my podcast. And two, I'm sorry. Um, three, I had to figure out how I could work... This whole only child thing, once I conceived what it was in my mind and I understood what it was and I applied it to my life or I saw it where it applied to my life in past examples. Because here's the thing, an only child doesn't know their position in life, their position of power against their parents and against their, their, their peers. Because I'll tell you how that affects my friends, everyone around me, everyone I went to school with, it affected all of them. How I was the only child. And I'll, and I'll tell you why later. But basically, I had to figure out a way to make the system of being an only child work for me. There was no Reddit thread to look for. There was no Google. There was no phone to look up anything. I was very young. I was like in second grade, third grade, when kids would just, you know, we'd make friends on the playground and we'd have conversation with our very low vocabulary. And, you know, one of the questions after what your name is and who your teacher is and what grade you're in, how old you are, is do you have brothers and sisters? And I would say no. And everyone around me would say, you are so lucky. You are so goddamn lucky. Well, they didn't say goddamn. They were like six, seven, eight. But like, 
they wanted to say goddamn. If they could say goddamn, they would say goddamn. 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 <laughs> so, um, basically, so basically, Jesus Christ. Sorry, Jesus. I'm paranoid about saying the Lord's name in vain. I love Jesus. There's nothing wrong with loving Jesus. There's nothing wrong with not loving Jesus. There's nothing wrong with hating Jesus, honestly. There's nothing wrong with not believing in Jesus. Just one day it's all going to end. It's all going to end. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. Um, I looked around and I realized, yeah, I do have my own room. Yeah, I do have my own bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't gotta. I don't gotta share. I don't have to share a bed. I don't have to share a, a sink, a cabinet, a, 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 a space in the shower. You know how they have those little dents that think they can fit things. It's so deceiving. That's why you need a shower caddy. It's ridiculous. It's the worst design I've ever seen. Anyways, I looked around and I was like, you know what? I do ask for things and I get them. And so I started testing. I started asking for random shit. It'd be like a Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. We are preparing dinner. We'd sit down and eat dinner. This is a typical night when I'm like 6 to like 13 years old. When I started smoking weed, that's when everything stops for me. (laughs) Um, But basically... But basically, if I say that one more fucking time, I'm going to hit myself. And you're going to hear it. (laughs) The memories are coming back. I lived such a great life. I love you, Mom. Thank you. She's still with us, by the way. I know I'm talking like she's dead, but she's not dead. (laughs) Uh, She's going to be 50 next January. That's awesome. That's awesome. 49 and still fine. All right. So... See, I almost said basically, see? I'm not digging this reggae, but it'll pass. So it'd be like a Tuesday on 6.30 p.m. And I was, you know, doing my, my, um, you know, my, my, I was, I was doing science. I was doing social science. I didn't know it at the time. So I would be like, mom, there's this book that I heard of. Can we go to Target? It didn't have to be Target. It could have been Walmart. Borders, which was a old bookstore back in the day before Barnes and Noble. Um, so basically, it'd be like a regular night. And she'd drive me to the bookstore after dinner. Sure enough, on a regular night. Keep in mind, this is not a payday night. This is not a weekend night. This is not a birthday This is not a special occasion. This is not for me doing anything good. This is for me just asking. See, that's all I do is ask. I I never do anything to deserve what the fuck I get. I need you guys to understand. This 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 is the privilege of being an only child. You don't deserve shit, but your parents love you so much. And you can never understand how much your parents love you unless you have kids, which I don't. So I'm even in a bigger bracket of privilege being an adult only child 
<laughs> I would call it all the only child kids in the world for not speaking up about it because like what the fuck like we live a very privileged life only child homes children of only child homes it doesn't matter if you're middle class Hell, if you're low income, you're spoiled to a certain extent. If you're a billionaire, even better. You see, only child, children from only child families just dream of more money just to keep the livelihood going. That's what we do. That's why a lot of us want to be entrepreneurs. We want to be the next Bill Gates. We want to be the next Musk. You know what I mean? Or some of us want to be the next Nicki Minaj or the next, the next big thing, the next big moneymaker, the next big investor, the next Forbes 30 under 30 type deal. We have such high ambitions because I think subconsciously we know that these high ambitions are realistically the only thing that's going to afford us the lifestyle that we crave, which is unlimited access to anything anything if i need anything i can get it because i'm an only child it's not because my mother is rich it's it's because she doesn't have to allocate funds between her oldest and her youngest imagine if you had two kids and you had some of you have two kids so you know what the fuck i'm trying to talk about I could only imagine, and that's what I'm doing. I don't have kids, so I'm only imagining. I cannot imagine if I had $1,200, rent is $1,100. I have $100 left, groceries is $89. I have $11 left. My kids want something from school for school or some shit. I have $11, so they get $5.50 each, so I'm taking them to the dollar store. Where does that make sense? So... Even though I'm privileged, like I far removed from not knowing the value of a dollar because like this lifestyle can be taken from you overnight, whether your mother has another child and you're no longer the only child. So you lose the status or they become bankrupt. That's what happened. We lost everything. And we'll talk about that in a little bit because that affected how I saw the world. And I'm glad at a precious time when the bankruptcy happened, which was in my late mid to late teen years and early 20s when we came out of it, I learned so much about money. I learned so much about what not to do. I learned so much about just credit and interest and just all, all types of stuff. I learned from my mother's mistakes. Um... You know, it's hard being the breadwinner of not only your immediate family, which was me and her, but your entire family, your mom, your five brothers and sisters, your daughter, your friends, your coworkers. My mom can't say no. And she learned the hard way, basically. That's what happened. Plus the 2008 financial crisis we lost our home so it was like a double whammy we made it out alive and we're better than ever she makes like a lot (laughs) like i need more fingers like 
Like, she makes a lot. Like, she makes a lot. I won't say how much, but she makes a lot. And the fact that I know how much she makes tells you, like... Like, this is current. Like, how much the amount she makes that I know hasn't even gone into, like, effect yet. It goes into effect, I think, in March. See, why am I telling you this? So you don't even need to know. But, like, basically, back to the point... Everything I asked for, I did not deserve. It could have been anything, you guys. If I, like one time, for example, I went vegan and I was in the seventh grade. I just wanted to go vegan. I was like, okay, I'm going to go vegan. And for seven months, I went vegan. No, was it in the seventh grade? No, I went for vegan. I was vegan for seven months, but I don't know when I did it. I think it was in high school. It had to be in high school. It had to be my freshman year of high school. So I was vegan and she quit her diet, like her regular diet, and she went vegan with me. She was cooking vegan recipes. The night I told her that I wanted to go vegan, she took me to Borders, which was the bookstore, and she bought me vegan books, cookbooks, and we made stuff out of it. Like when you're an only child, like your parent just focuses on you. Granted, I'm privileged because I had a great mom. Not everyone has a great mom a great example or a great relationship with their either of their parents so if that is you my heart is with you or if your parents have passed on my heart is with you also i love you um it's just i don't deserve what i asked for i asked for anything like today for example today like my money is all tied up in bills like you know how bills take like three to five days to clear well it's like i can't spend anything because they're all gonna clear tomorrow on Monday. So I like asked my mom, like, hey, like it's Sunday. I want to drink something. Can you like pay for it? And she'd be like, yeah, but honestly, I could have said anything, you guys. I could have been like, Gabby wants to go to California. Can you let me borrow a thousand dollars? I could have been like Dogecoin went down. To, this is a real story. Dogecoin went to 11 cents can I, and it's really popular right now. Can I have $1,000 to invest in it? Shit like that. Did I do anything? Did I, did, I get a, did I get a promotion in my job? Did I, did I do a dance? No. The least I could do is stop smoking weed. You would think. You would fucking think. So, kind of ring around the whole experience as an actual, like, toddler and child. You are thrown into adult situations out the womb. Like, your aunties, your mom, your grandma, your uncles, your mom's friends, your mom's cousins... They all want to hold you. They all want to take a picture of you. You know why? Because you're the only one. And you're, all, you're going to be the only one for a while. And it doesn't matter like if, you're, if you get cousins. They'll never be your sibling. It'll never be the same. It's so different. I, live, I lived a much better life than all of my cousins. I can say that with confidence. That's crazy. Still do, and it's just, it's just retarded. It's just, re- might as well say it. It's just retarded. So you're thrown into grown-up situations from day one. Like I remember, 
as early as six years old, there was this infamous Christmas party thrown by Wendy Weston. Now, if you know Wendy Weston, she is a white mountain Apache and white woman. She is phenomenal. I love Wendy. Missy Wendy, Missy Shalia, Missy Jenben, and Missy Graham. Love you, Graham. Moment of silence for Graham. Elaine. I love you, Elaine. So sweet. So, so sweet. Oh, we all meet again, right? 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 Oh, I hope so. All right, get it together. Get it together. Get it together. Get it together. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. So Wendy's party, they were smoking weed in the garage, doing coke, K, ketamine. That's what I mean by K. You know they're doing. You're probably, they're probably doing like meth and shit back when meth was meth. You know, you know back in the day when meth could like blow up in your face. Yeah, that's not happening now because what they have on the streets is not meth. Don't ask me how I know that, but like I just, it, it's totally different. People aren't killing each other for this shit. Anyways. <sighs> I digress. I digress. I'm, I'm just saying there's some certain shit that in the game that people need to respect, whether you're a drug addict or not. It's just things are a certain way because they are a certain way. You need to keep it a certain way. And it's all about respect. It's, it's a street thing. It's a street thing. It's a street thing. You just, if you don't understand, you don't understand. I can't explain it. It's a street thing. It's a street thing. So you're like thrown into like all these parties at a young age. So you're like partying with like gay people like back then when like gay was like totally underground. Like I need you guys to imagine like everyone's in the closet. I'm talking everybody like there is no swaying of the hips. There is no voice. There is no the only thing you got is dark web and lingo that's where all the lingo started because people were so in the closet but like i was partying with gays i was partying with international students i was partying with like asc students before i was even a middle school student and my mom would just be in like the patio with her relatives and her friends you know just enjoying the christmas party and here i am like all these drunk adolescents and young adults are just trying to entertain me and like of course they're drunk so they think I'm the cutest thing so here I am just like taking sips here and there and just having a good time eating hors d'oeuvres and like you develop a taste and you do and you start listening to adult conversations and you start learning vocabulary that you should not know like curse words and you know how to like read your mother and in in an argument which is something a prepubescent should not know how to do i was five years old cussing out my mother not cussing her out but just being like like has 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 your child ever just said something that just really hurt you and it wasn't a curse word. It was something that they said that they wanted to hurt you and it did hurt you. I was that kid. Or if 
you could remember a time you did that to your parent. Sorry, I'm at a weird age where I have to almost assume everyone's a parent or about to be a parent. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying this new thing called self-awareness. Not everyone is like me. I am not the main character. Okay, now that that mantra has been said for the day, I can move on. It's 4.22 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. The only time to be on time. So, I start eating shit like bread with olive oil and herbs. And I'm eating like bruschetta. Like, what kind of six-year-old eats bruschetta? What kind of six-year-old orders bruschetta off the menu? Oh, oh, get this. This one's rich. Prosciutto. Can I get prosciutto, please, on my pizza? What kind of, what kind of toddler? What kind of child? First of all, like, how the hell do I know how to pronounce prosciutto? I'm not going to pronounce it like Ina Garden, where she goes, I'm not even going to say it. Like, she goes so fake Italian with it. I'm... I live in the Southwest, so it's like, and the way I say, no, I can't even say it. <laughs> the way I say the, I can't even say it. Prosciutto, I can't even say it anymore. Prosciutto. Like, I, I, I have like an influence of how I roll the R's because I'm around a lot of people where things are pronounced with a rolled R in, in Spanish. And this pronounced a certain way. It's these little nuances that come with being an only kid. Like, you are dragged to, like, like, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember this back then, but they had, like, home parties for, like, Cookie Lee, and Cookie Lee was, like, a jeweler, wholesaler. She sold jewelry or something, and then she would get, like, some, it was an MLM before MLMs were an MLM, if that makes sense. It was, like, Avon, but for jewelry. But it's like, that's when people had like boot crew money to spend. So like, of course they were doing stupid shit like that. Having shots and champagne and Prosecco with fruit in it and cheesecake bites, which I loved. I loved the cheesecake bites. I lived for cheesecake bites. I think it was Cheryl or Carol or no, it was Julie. My mom's coworker, Julie. She had a fabulous cookie leaf party but i remember she took us upstairs and she was just showing us all around her house and she was just so pretentious about everything like she was just like yeah my daughter this my daughter that my my look at my bed it's all mahogany i remember like looking at her like i don't give a fuck what your bed is made out of like that's another thing as an only child you have an opinion about everybody you have an opinion about everyone because you're put in adult situations so much it's really comfortable for you to vocalize how you feel around adults or and it's and it's easier for you to form an opinion about adults how you feel about adults and it's easier for you to connect with adults and I think that's why when I was in school I was always always had friends in my grade but friends that were in all grades specifically higher than me um even today like I, I had a friend we're not friends anymore but she was 36 and I'm like 26 I mean it's just it's just 
I don't know, like, I don't know. It's weird. So, yeah, you eat out at restaurants that are spectacular. You develop, like, really good taste. You go on, like, good vacations. And it's just you and your parent. And, the, and, the, and like, I remember the first time we went to Hollywood, every, like, souvenir I wanted, I got. And I remember, I remember my dumbass. Let me tell you, let me tell you how spoiled I am. My dumbass booked a flight to New York City. I was high on Xanax. I was blacked out on Xanax. I don't know how I entered the credit card information. And I was like, hey, yeah, um, I didn't book a hotel. Um, I can't pay for my luggage. I have no spending money. I kind of did this a few months ago. I'm barely telling you now. My trip is in three weeks. Can you help me out? So I don't lose out on $300. She could have been like, screw you, kid. You're gonna lose $300. Tough luck. No, what she did is she got her boyfriend at the time to pay for my hotel. And then she gave me spending money and she paid for my luggage. Isn't that incredible? That's incredible. That is incredible. And if you made it this far, you're probably annoyed by my narcissistic personality. That's what happens when you're spoiled. Even if you're someone with siblings, but your family is rich, like you're still spoiled. You probably, you you have a narcissistic personality. You have narcissistic personality traits. Everything is about you. Everything is about you. Everything's centered around you. Everyone's decision is is based on how you're going to feel about it. It's, it's insane. Like growing up, like my mom, it started with little things. Like it started with like, where do you want to eat tonight? Where do you want to go out to eat? Where do you want to go out to eat? Like, giving me freedom to dictate the night at such an early age, even something so simple. Like, now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, like, I can understand if it's, like, my birthday or if it's been a while and I haven't vocalized anything or they're just really bored, have no options. But every time we went out to eat, it was my choice. And I always remember feeling a lot of pressure about it like okay I gotta really impress and pick a good restaurant and I wasn't picking no Olive Garden oh no 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 when I was little I was like picking shit like Yard House and like like really swanky stuff that's found in Fashion Square or found in Carefree or found in Deer Valley I'm in Arizona by the way so Oh, or like an Awatuki or Surprise. Not Surprise yet, but eventually, because let's be honest, if you've been out to Surprise, it's the new, it's the new gold land. Oh, God damn it. I want a fucking house. Mom, give me a house. Imagine. Okay. I remember when I was little that if I wanted to ask for something, it had to be on her payday which was every other Friday. (laughs) I just knew it as every other Friday. I would ask myself, did you get anything last week? And I'd be like, not really. And then I'd be like, oh, it's because she didn't get paid. So this Friday she gets paid. So like on the Fridays I knew she would get paid. I would clean my room. I'd even vacuum it. Like imagine just a little kid vacuuming their room. 
I would just like organize everything, clean everything, and then clean the whole living room, clean her room, clean her bathroom, clean the laundry room, clean the kitchen. Sometimes I would even bake cookies just to like, just to add a little extra. But like, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm blushing because nothing's changed. <laughs> If you see the text there between me and my mom, it's just me asking for money. It's just me asking for money. It's just ridiculous. And, like, it's money that I don't need. It's not like I'm stranded. It's not like I have, I'm have. i getting cut off from a bill. It's like I literally want to go shopping. But I spent my money on bills. Help me. I want to go shopping. Help me on board. My mom, she's really concerned about my mental illness. So she's, like... She's really concerned about my bipolar disorder. She's really concerned about me taking my medicine. She's really concerned about... Like, to give you an example, every time I get in the car, when we meet up, when she picks me up, when we go shopping or we go out to eat, she'll be like, did you take your medicine? How, how's your medicine? Like, is it going good? Did you see your doctor? How's everything? And I'm just like, oh my fucking God. Like, can I just chill? But, like, I put her through a lot, so I can just imagine, like, how she feels. So, like, she doesn't want me to have children. She told me straight up that I'd rather you live your full life than to have kids. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, cool. Cool. I dig it. I dig it. So, yeah, as an only child, you don't worry. You do not worry as an only child. And if you are someone who wants kids and you're thinking to yourself, there's no way I could provide a kid like a kid this type of lifestyle. Oh, you will. The longer you stay in your position or your field or anything or you start a business, you know, as long as time moves and you're moving in the right direction, you're not fucking screwing hookers and you're doing drugs in the alley, you know, smoking perks on foil in the back of a Circle K, you're good. You know, you rise, you know, I, my mom's tripled her salary since she first started her job. And I, and I've, and I've benefited from all of it along the way. Your child reaps the benefit of your hard work and it's okay. It's more than okay. It's wanted because that's your child. So like, sometimes I get down on myself like you know you're really spoiled and you kind of show it off a lot and it's really unbecoming of you but then I'm like shut the fuck up like I will turn up every chance that I get because my mom grew up in the reservation my mom was poor my mom was really really poor my mom was so poor so my mom was the first to go to college and make a salary and have benefits like what the fuck was that you know what I mean? And so, because she set a standard, I had to meet that standard. So now, if anyone comes after me, they have to meet that standard. Because I reached the standard. The standard now in our family is you have to be college educated and you have to have a great job with benefits. That is now our standard. But I'm trying to raise that bar even more. See, when you're the only child, you are past the torch from your parent and your parent expects you to carry on their legacy whether it's a business whether it's their uh, all the millions of dollars they built up in their trust for you that they left for you when they god 
you know, God, God willing, when it's time, take your parents from you. Like, you are set for life, but they expect you to manage their estate well. They expect you not to spend all their money. They expect you to not only manage the money they leave you behind, but to provide more onto it and to make even more than they did for your children. So it's like a, they expect, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a contract that you didn't sign up for that, hey, I'm going to spoil you your whole life, but you got to do it for your kid because I'm doing it for you. So it's like a, I am patting your back for before you, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you, I think you guys understand, I think you guys can understand. You guys are really smart. Thank you. So yeah, you are a rich, spoiled narcissist as an adult only child that has a huge financial responsibility to be richer than your parent. Yeah. So that is the Manic Candace podcast, episode two of season two. What it's really like to be a fucking only child. It's great. It's honestly great. Bye-bye.